0: Finances can be complicated, but they don't have to be. I break down financial topics that may seem complex and overwhelming, so you can start taking action on your financial goals. I'm Ari talley and it all starts here on Personal Finance Redefined. Hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today's episode is a special one, and the reason it's a special episode is because it's probably the question I get more so than any other question, and that question is, should you hire a financial planner? And so today's episode is all about financial planners. Do you need one? When don't you need one? I'll walk through the most important questions that you should ask when interviewing financial planners, and then most importantly, I'm going to walk through why a financial planner might help. But first, when doesn't a financial planner make sense? Well, you might be what's known as a do-it-yourselfer in the financial world. So if you love looking at tax strategy and managing investments and ensuring, ensuring you're doing all the research to maximize your wealth and are able to fully attach yourself from your money emotionally, and then you might understand, wow, I don't need a financial planner because I'm able to attach my money and my emotions in a way that doesn't contradict one another. Now, that's not for everyone, but there are certain people who really do love staying up-to-date with the most recent tax law and following legislation, and if you're in that boat, well, that might be one reason a financial planner might not make sense for you but there might be other reasons that it makes sense. So for example, it might be fun for you and you like analyzing stocks and you love staying up to date with tax law and ensuring you're maximizing your situation, but you also may not, which is why financial advisors exist. Now, there's more reasons than that, but many advisors would hear me say this and disagree, saying, "No, no, no. Everyone needs an advisor." Now, I don't think so there's times when i do think financial planners make a lot of sense but there's also times where it doesn't make sense so when does a financial planner make sense first of all if you don't want to worry if you want peace of mind knowing that you're doing everything right and that you have a strategy whether that's implementing some fancy financial planning techniques or making sure you don't pull out your money at the wrong time a financial planner is your guide to ensure you're maximizing your money now That's kind of the financial answer. But what I think is really the most important job of a financial planner is to, number one, be quiet. Listen to your goals. When you're hiring someone, it's because you believe they have the one, knowledge, and two, understanding of who you are and what it is you want to accomplish and is objective when it comes to telling you what you can realistically expect and when to stay disciplined. So a financial planner, advisor is not someone who maybe in the past was someone that you would meet with one or two times a year. They tell you how your stocks are doing and then say have a great day. This is not that. Financial planning in my mind has transformed into a partnership. So when you're hiring a financial planner, one, you, you are hiring them because you want peace of mind. Two, you are only going to hire them if you believe that the value provided greatly outweighs the fee. Many people say, oh, I don't want to pay a financial advisor because there's a fee. Well, that makes perfect sense. If you were paying a fee for something and not receiving value, I would tell you, well, definitely that does not make sense. So you're only paying an advisor if the value being provided far outweighs the fee. Now, how do you, how is anyone able to measure that? Well, first, before getting into that, What you want to know about this partner is that you, one, can count on them to manage your investments and provide guidance um, to ensure that you're not paying a dime more in taxes. Now, that's what's known as the quantifiable side. What about the side that you can't quantify? Well, an advisor, they can often provide guidance that can allow you not Now I'm going to say it again. They can provide guidance that can allow you to not make a decision that otherwise could have cost you tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of your lifetime. So a lot of clients that just, for example, candidly come to me, they might have an annuity, or they might have certain life insurance policies, things that maybe during the time a quality salesperson convinced them on that was best for their situation, and maybe it was at that point. Who am I to say? But Many times people come to me and then years later go, oh, I don't think this was the best for my situation. And so what the difference is, is there's salespeople and then there's financial planners. And so how can you really determine the difference? Well, one way is through asking a question about a fiduciary. What a fiduciary is, is it's someone who legally must act in your best interest, meaning they're not receiving a commission or a kickback for choosing a certain product. So if someone says, hey, I'm a financial advisor and I'm selling life insurance, well, they might be a great person. That that That's not to say that's not the case. What it is to say is that The question you want to know is, are they receiving a commission or a kickback for them saying, hey, Ari, you should go buy this policy? If so, well, that creates a conflict of interest because now that advisor is more focused or most likely more focused On getting a sale so that they can receive a commission as opposed to what a financial planner is as a fiduciary where they legally must act in your best interest of the client and what that means is that oftentimes they're charging on a what's known as AUM basis. That's just a fancy way of saying assets under management. And so what that means is that they're helping you manage all of your investments. Now, everyone charges their fees and structures differently, but that's generally the theme that doesn't create a conflict of interest. So without further ado, let's get into some of the questions you need to ask when you're interviewing financial planners. And I'm going to use the word financial planners and advisors interchangeably. That's just a fancy word. People like to say financial advisor, wealth management planner, wealth management <laughs> advisor, everyone says it different. I just like to say financial planner because ultimately I'm helping you plan for your finances. So the first question is what type of financial advisor are you? So once again, that comes back to that fiduciary conversation. Are you licensed to sell a product? D-d- are you receiving? a commission or a kickback for selling that product, that could be a mutual fund. That could be an annuity. These are things that it's worth understanding about how your advisor works because when you're a fiduciary, you must act legally in the best interest of your client and you're held to a higher standard of care. So when you are paying fees, you're only legitimately paying a fee to your planner to them and only them, so you know what the fee is, there's no hidden fees or kickbacks being given to an advisor. That brings us to the second question, is do you receive any bonus or incentives for recommending products? Similar to the first question, but certain products like mutual funds, annuities, and life insurance, they are paying a financial advisor a kickback in return for selling that product over another. So let's say there's two products. Let's say there's, just for example's sake, Life Insurance 1 and Life Insurance 2. And Life Insurance 1, really, really great product, really strong. And then Life Insurance 2, well, it's also very good but not as good as the first one. However, it pays the advisor a little bit more. Well, what might happen is that that financial advisor might come to you and say, I've reviewed a bunch of life insurance policies for you, Ari, and I think that Life Insurance 2 is the policy for you. Now he's going to show you a bunch of fancy graphs, and it's not your job, since you don't do this for a living, to understand the differences between life insurance one and life insurance two. And so what happens is you say, well, trusted advisor, you're my guy or girl, um, and therefore, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with what you say, which is life insurance two is the product for me. Well, all of a sudden, you've now chosen a product based off of your advisor's recommendation, but it's not legally in his best interest if he's not a fiduciary, which means you don't truly know if that advisor is making that decision because it's best for you or he's making the decision because he's receiving a kickback for doing so. The third question, how are you paid? So there's a few ways people work. There's sometimes an hourly fee. There's a percentage of the investments that are being managed. That's the fee being charged to the advisor. That's that AUM model I explained earlier. Then there's fees of the products that are being recommended, so the fees of the funds that they choose to put you in, funds, investments. Lastly, there's fees for commissions, once again, annuities, life insurance, things like that. So understand what it is you're looking for, and then choose the model that best suits your needs. The fourth question I tell people ask, what type of services do you provide? So before you're deciding to work with an advisor, determine what it is that you need or want. Is it peace of mind? is it a one-time financial plan? Is it a certain strategy? Is it an ongoing relationship with someone that you want to come to with questions whenever you have them? Some advisors specialize in retirement planning, some budgeting, some in paying down debt. You want an advisor who specializes in working with people like you. The fifth question I tell people to ask, do you have any complaints and what were they, if so? Fortunately, you can go to what's known as brokercheck.com, so broker c a <laughs> brokers chec and you can see any advisor so anytime you're interviewing you can see if they've had a complaint and the details of what that was the sixth question who are your favorite clients now this is my favorite question because it tells you if you really are the best fit for them and if you want this individual managing your money if they say i specialize with 401k plans and for example you're an individual just starting to invest well That advisor may not be best for you. You want an advisor who's, first of all, excited to work with you and has experience doing his best work for clients like you. The last question is, once again, are you a fiduciary or do you work under what's known as a suitability standard? For the average person, understand the difference at times can be difficult if you've never heard them before, and I don't blame you. If someone were to only ask one question out of all of these, it's this. The reason is because advisors who operate under that suitability standard, they don't always want to disclose their real intentions, and it suits them financially if the client is uninformed. Here's the official difference. Suitability standard just means investments must be suitable, not necessarily what's best for the client, these advisors are brokers, they're registered representatives, wirehouses, banks. Advisors are getting paid a commission calculated as a percentage of the amount that gets invested. Now these are governed by what's known as FINRA. Fiduciary standard, investments offered must be in the best interest of the clients. All professionals are classified as investment advisors, registered investment advisors, or investment advisor representatives. So This payment is by a percentage of the assets being managed, flat fee, or hourly, and governed by the SEC. So there are a lot of questions here. Choosing the right advisor is crucial to your success. And I believe, like I said, it comes down to what are you hoping to accomplish? Do you want peace of mind? Do you want to have to navigate the investments and understand when it makes most sense to save for a home versus... Go on a big trip versus implement a new tax strategy versus understand when tax laws are going to change and take into account life insurance and estate planning and all of these different things because at the end of the day, what a financial planner is, is I always like to say they're the quarterback of your financial life. They're taking into account everything that's most important to you because which often gets misconstrued is, it's not about the money. That's not why we're doing this. Now, people would say, Ari, you're a financial planner. What do you mean it's not about the money? Well, it's not. Money is just the tool to help you do whatever it is that's most important to you in life. How do we use money so that you can do more of what it is you care about? That's why we invest. That's the only reason that we care about our finances. It's so that we can maximize what's most important to us. And so if you're a do-it-yourselfer and you say, hey, I love managing my own investments. I love tax law. I don't want to hand over my portfolio. Well, then great. But there might come a time that it makes sense for you to do so as well. And so once again, these are questions that you want to ask your financial planner. You could ask your current financial planner these questions. You could also ask any financial planner that you've thought about interviewing. Maybe you've thought you know, a financial planner could be good for me, but I'm just not sure many financial planners have a schedule a call button on their website that allows you to just go on there and do a most of the time it's a free first call just to learn what it is that they're about what what's their strategy what's their planning process everyone does it differently i've, I've seen many different advisors who have found success doing it a bunch of different ways and then as a reminder this is the exact type of work i do for clients is i manage their finances but I manage their finances as a partnership, meaning I'm not coming and making decisions and saying, okay, Ari, here's what we're doing today. No, no, no. It, it's much more of, hey, what do you want to accomplish? Here's where you are. Here's where you want to be. What do we have to do in the middle to get you there? So That's the work I do for clients. If you have any questions, you can always submit a question or you can go and just book a call with me. So happy to do whatever is best for you. Once again, thank you for listening. Keep submitting these questions. I, I really enjoy getting them because then I get to answer what's most important to you all. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Personal Finance Redefined podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let me know if there's anything in particular you would like me to discuss by submitting a question at personalfinanceredefined.co. That's redefined.co. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time. Hey everyone, quick disclaimer here. Please be smart about this, and before taking any action, consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice, it's for informational purposes only.